Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Be There in Five podcast. And by welcome back, I mean it's been mere hours since the last one I posted. But here I am. I am Kate, and I felt the need to do a deep dive because when there's a hot topic on the Facebook group or, you know, kind of in the digital world, and you feel like, what just happened? Did What did I miss? Thomas Jefferson and Hamilton, as I always say, that is the worst place to be in. And I'm here to catch you up. This may not be my most articulate venture as I'm kind of piecing this together and explaining it while I watch it, but I'd rather do it quickly than wait any longer because I am about a half past over it. But it's still fun to talk about. This was, this was a very entertaining few days for me personally. I don't know about you guys. Um, <coughs> I'm so sorry. My sister and I <laughs> were trying to replicate the perfect spicy margarita from a place called Big Star in Chicago. And they told us all you really need to do is marinate serrano peppers and jalapenos and tequila for about a week. And my sister just brought me her jalapeno tequila. And I literally just burned off the roof of my mouth, my tongue, and maybe a small part of my windpipe. Is that what it's called? Trachea? And, you know, similar to being present, just like me here with my impromptu Monday mark, perhaps the best present of all that I've gotten in recent weeks is Marissa Casey Fuchs' lack of presence during the three, four-day saga that was her proposal scavenger hunt. Now, I want to be so clear. I'm going to snark on this because it is purely snark-worthy, nothing personal to the people involved. The thing is, this was made a spectacle very intentionally. If you, if you want something to be pure and positive, the last thing you do is invite the internet. And it's not about... There's such a difference between someone's intentions and how they are perceived. And I don't know what actually happened and I don't know if we'll know the truth. And I did read the New York times article that kind of clarified a lot of like the monetary aspect that I go through later. But for now, as I go through it, I'm simply talking about how it was received and how it looked and how it looked might be very different from how they intended it to look, but it, it looked insane for, <laughs> for the majority of the few days that we followed along. It was a lot and I love love, and I'm so happy that they're married now, and I'm sure they're so happy. So anyway, I'm just going to kind of walk through how I felt as I was experiencing it, go through some of the facts we found out later. I don't really have many conclusions other than to say it was a, a, a real Mr. Toad's wild ride of cringy influencer behavior, of confusing and brief moments of like maybe romance, but then paired with the human reenactment of extreme emotion emojis kind of, you know, made it feel a bit exploitative. And then, you know, we all have these looming fears of, of our whole lives being lived for the gram, but then are, you know, then brought back up with genuine moments of suspense and intrigue and, and appreciation for great veneers, a good Zara sale, a fear of what we would do if our fam families weren't there. But then we realized, oh, she's fine. She's got her Toomey fam. She's got her Patbo fam. I mean, all I could think of too was like, if somebody just whisked me away, I'd be like, where are my chargers? Where is my third carry-on full of just dry shampoo so I don't have to shower and use a hotel blow dryer? Like, you know, how do you know the shape where I like to wear with certain dresses? I mean, I am just, I, I am so high maintenance about what I travel with and how I wear clothes that I would never be able to be surprised. What I also can't figure out is all the clothes like Zara, Remy, and, and, something with naked fashion and Pat bow and Neiman's and Barney's and the Webster. And like, it was so much shopping, but we only saw her in like four outfits. And one she said was from last year. So what, what were all the clothes for? And then she ended up wearing a beholden wedding dress, which you cannot find in France and which was picked up in the States. But for some reason we didn't see that part. You know what I mean? It seems like Knowing it was a wedding and shopping for a wedding dress was like an integral plot hole that, you know, we're supposed to think she thinks it's a, an engagement this whole time when really she comes like with a full on wedding dress that she pretends not to like, but that Gabe's like really weirdly into crop tops, which I mean, I am too, but I guess I've just never heard a guy be like, I prefer you in a crop top. I feel like the more fashion-y the items I wear, the more Greg is, you know, trolling me about my outfits, as you guys know, he often does whether it's my Elizabeth Holmes turtleneck or trying to be Haley Baldwin in a cutoff sweatshirt, you know, no belted ensemble without loops goes unnoticed in this house, but you know, maybe he'd be into a crop top wedding dress. It was a beautiful dress and it didn't look overly crop top. I think she just has a very long torso because if you look at the dress on Beholden, it, the person like tucks it in. 
But, you know, whenever something's really confusing really fast and I don't fully feel ready for it, I do think of Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, the now defunct ride at Disney World that I only went on one time, but I remember finding utterly terrifying. And in this case, I feel like what we have on our hands is perhaps, uh, dare I call it, a, a modern day fairy tale of fame, fortune, and followers. I think I've heard that before. It was a true twinkle, twinkle social media star moment in time where I spent the last several days, you know, contemplating what is charming, romantic and modern versus what is, you know, a little pathetic and gross and thirsty, if you will. And I don't love the word thirsty. This in this case, it does apply. But in most cases, I think people use it to dismiss people who are trying to network or trying to, you know, work through their career just as you once did and who are trying to make connections. And it's like every email that everybody sends or every post that everybody comments on or DM isn't thirsty. Like it's, it's fine to, to put, to try, you know, I'm not here for dismissing effort. I believe effort is what makes the world go round and the true enemy of future generations, I think will not be thirst. It will be apathy because when you can drown yourself in electronics and games and you never have to process a singular thought, it's easy to just become numb and apathetic to everything and to be too cool. And I have never been too cool. And, you know, so I support thirst to a degree. I, I, I have no choice but to be thirsty owning my own business and trying to get this podcast out there. And it makes me die that people would call me that. But, you know, at the same time, I do eat a lot of salt and I'm very low on fluids. So what are you going to do? And uh, as it relates to Marissa Fuchs and Gabe Grossman, what we couldn't decide this whole time is like, is this, you know, romantic and sweet and he knows her and she loves social media and it's just like a modern proposal. It's just the way the world works. Or is it really, you know, exploiting their relationship and it's a little bit gross and I feel uncomfortable with the way the world is going and should I not support this whatsoever? I was really going back and forth and, you know, much like uh, Hewlett, New York, which, you know, according to Marissa's response, must be a literal dumpster fire because she didn't want to go there so bad. Much like Hewlett, New York, as it, as it relates to this proposal, we were not sure if we wanted to go there. And much like the hotel room in Paris, you know, that wasn't a suite and that was considerably smaller than the gurney in Montauk. Much like the hotel room, we were disappointed, yet cautiously optimistic. And, you know, it, it, watching this for three days wasn't what we wanted for ourselves. It, I, I think we we would hope we'd have better ways to spend our time. But if this past week has taught me anything, it's that you can't always get what you want. But if you try sometimes, you just might find you'll get shit for free. And that, my friends, is the moral of the story. So all in all, I, I can't say how I feel definitively. I can't give you... A firm conclusion, though I maybe come to one toward the end, but I can tell you that I had a great time. And for that, I am forever grateful. So with that, I'd like to welcome you back to what I like to call a good old-fashioned Be There in Five deep dive. How many fukes do I give edition? So if you're way behind to get you up to speed, what we have here is a couple the girl's name is Marissa Casey Fuchs, and she's the director of brand partnerships at Goop. Now, if you're not familiar with Goop, it is a hyper pretentious kind of health, wellness, lifestyle, luxury empire started by Gwyneth Paltrow, initials GP. And much like, you know, DJ Tanner was called Deej, GP could be called Goop. Why is Penelope Scotlandistic called Poosh? Jury's still out. Poosh is very similar to Goop, though probably will never do as well. Goop gives really interesting advice from, you know, saying that stickers you put on your skin can provide health benefits. You know, one time they published a guide to spirit animals along with their corresponding $2,400 spirit animal rings. Um, they say sentences like, you know, this is a surprisingly affordable yacht rental service as if it's just like, you know, a thing you're doing, like going to the budget rental car. But they're very much arbiters of like, you know, anything that has anything that tastes good in it, make it out of cabbage or, you know, anything that is remotely fun, take the drinking out of it and add meditation and early morning yoga and make it less fun. You know, there's two types of people in this world. 
in addition to the ones that entertain and the ones that observe also people who believe in crystals and people that don't, I'm not, I don't, I'm not telling you where my sentiment lies. I just think that like crystals are, are, are a crossover point because I'm into a lot of stuff. I'd sage a house. I, I am into spiritual things. I am, I am totally fine believing in crazy stuff. The problem with crystals is that like, you know, if I'm feeling anxious about my career and I'm being told that by putting a $65 amethyst in my bra, I'm, you know, willing myself to fame and fortune in some sort of great like radio or hosting gig. Like if I didn't know better, I would have probably dropped money on that amethyst. And then I would have listened to Spencer Pratt's podcasts and like learned about his crystal business, Spencer Rocks, the best business name ever, and probably bought that kit. And you know, who knows if it's self-fulfilling? Who knows if it's placebo? Who cares? I believe in placebos to a degree. But the thing is, Gwyneth's crystals are just, I mean, out of this world pricey. And I think that it's so interesting when, when, there's a well, when there's an element of wellness that is really only accessible by people with means. And to me, if you have the means to be spending thousands of dollars on crystals, I can tell you like thousands, like small businesses, startups, micro funds. Like I can tell you a lot of places where those thousands of dollars can be better spent in terms of seeing like a, an actual return. Like, yeah, energy's good, but like, so is actually investing your money in things that will help this, this planet, this dimension we're, we're currently in right now. And I just think people, you know, I, I, I guess in my head, I'm oversimplifying. I'm like, if, if you really want th- these certain things to come to you, a lot of them are probably way more accessible to people that have money. And those are the only people that buy crystals to like fix themselves. I don't know. Is that rude? I'm not sure. Anyway, enough about goop. <laughs> um, so Marissa Casey Fuchs, boy- then boyfriend, now spoiler alert, fiance, Gabriel Grossman, he is a VP at Morgan Stanley. Well, let me go to his LinkedIn just to be careful. Vice president at Morgan Stanley. Worked at Merrill Lynch, worked at EY, went to Syracuse. He is a CPA. You know what? I'm here for a CPA. This is not a thirst trap career person. He only had 800 followers before this saga started, mind you. Mind you. <laughs> that sound like Dorit. Um, and he decides that since his like influencer girlfriend, Marissa Casey Fuchs at fashion ambitionist. She has about 140,000 followers. I did look this up on an Instagram social audit because there's a lot of numbers floating around. Currently she's at, she is just hovering. She's in standstill traffic at 199. God bless her. You know, at this point, I think she deserves to hit the 200 K mark. I know as well as anybody how difficult it can be. Um, but she, he thought it would be fun for her. This is allegedly what he said. Um, to go on an Instagram scavenger hunt for their proposal. And he said, he told the New York Times something like, well, I'm always seeing her DMing with young girls and it means so much to her. And I thought, let me do something for her that'll make her happy. Because again, this guy's not a thirst monster. He, he works at Morgan Stanley. He doesn't have that many followers. He's probably aware of what she does. But what's interesting is that when I first started watching this, so, well, to back up, so basically, we don't really know a lot when this starts. And she starts to post on Instagram stories a series of videos of him telling her, you know, traditional weddings aren't our thing. And it's like this super um, professionally produced cheesy video of him like walking around New York and, uh, you know, getting in and out of SUVs, like under the Washington square arch, he kind of, um, it's funny because what I at first viewed as like, Oh God, this guy, like, so try hard. I now I'm viewing as, Oh, like he's not used to be on being on camera. Like he might've been a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, it's so interesting guys after. So I'm going to walk through like how it happened briefly and then tell you, you know, what I assumed versus what they said in the New York times. I am a little bit confused as to where I stand now. They did a pretty good job explaining it to the New York Times, but it was it was it was filled with plot holes. I'm going to play like a few clips for you just to give you an idea of like this girl's like manic energy. So long story short, she starts to play videos of him telling her like she's going on a scavenger hunt 
for their proposal because they're like unconventional. They don't need attention. They don't need all like the bells and whistles. And it's like, okay, high bell, meet whistle. Like this is the most extra thing I've ever seen in my life. So anyway, at first I'm, I'm, you know, not charmed by her, but I'm tolerant of her vibe. I'm like, okay, straight teeth, nice hair. I'm charmed by a Long Island accent. I, uh, you know, I'm like, okay, just, just a gal who wants to get engaged and is excited for the adventure of a lifetime. I want to believe in love. I want to believe that everybody who does something viral has the same, you know, careless lack of awareness of their potential virality, such as the people who dance down the aisle to Chris Brown's Forever. But, you know, God bless them. Wish they had chosen a different song because obviously they can't really enjoy that moment anymore because hopefully they're decent people who are boycotting Chris Brown entirely for the rest of eternity. Um, but anyway, so she like starts to talk into the camera and it's like panicking and watching the videos. And we start to see, you know, the the threads start to pull of like, this feels a little unhinged. This feels a little over the top. This where like she's crying, but there's no water from her eyes. And, um, you know, this girl is, 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 is something. So I'll play you a few clips. Here we go. Guys, I'm literally freaking out, hysterical crying. It's Tuesday, and Gabe is doing an Instagram story proposing to me through Instagram. (laughs) Ress, I love you so much. You're the most important person in the world to me. Even more important than Junie. Justice for Junie. Which is why I have the most important question of my life to ask you. Problem is... We're not really into traditional weddings. It's not really... Into traditional weddings. No offense to our friends. I mean, we had a blast at your weddings. But that's not what we really want anyway. As if the friends' weddings are the insufferable thing. It'd be some expensive destination-type thing that all our friends would probably complain about anyway. You guys are welcome to that. You can choose your own vacation. So I thought... Why is he at Sugarfish? He also got a bodega coffee. Gross. That would incorporate everything that's important to her. Love, adventure travel, fashion, friends, and family. But it would need to be an extraordinary adventure, unlike any proposal ever seen. Something you experience, enjoy, and you know, capture the gram so we know what happened. But I didn't know how I would do something like that. I figured it out. I guess we'll say. So that's all the detail he gave. And then they say first stop flywheel but then they go back to a video of her in her office watching the whole video we just watched on her work computer and there's a photographer in the back and she's clearly at the goop offices so following that she gets out of a black escalade and then runs like the wind to flywheel and when i say run i mean if phoebe buffet and uh newborn deer were to mate and go on a light saunter i think this would be it it was alarming it was quick it was sloppy it was efficient but also really clompy i don't know how to explain it it was so strange so she heads to flywheel and then does her first of i think four um full-on toddler collapses onto the floor and shows us the first example of like an extreme emoji face where you know how like cartoonish people that are frowning, like their, you know, side, there's the side of their smile physically goes down into like a, a half moon shape, but like real people that frown just kind of like, you know, look sad. And you know, it's not like your face actually goes to a frowny face. She physically actively frowns her face gets on the floor and does a thing where she like shrugs her shoulders over and over, kind of like Beyonce does in girls who run the world (laughs) and uh, then cries, but no water ever comes out of her eyes. So, you know, I guess I'm already starting to get mad because you know how I feel about people that are able to wear sports bras in public. Never have been that person, never will be that person. And frankly, when I see someone with just like the tiniest rib cage and the longest torso, I'm like, okay, like relax. We do It's like, I support you and I would do it too, but I guess, you know, I guess it's just like, you don't have to show off, you know? Like I was talking about this this past weekend, um, whenever, you know, I talk about like 
bloggers or influencers or whoever, and it's not always entirely favorable. And people message me and they're like, you're just jealous. And I'm like, oh, like, yeah, is that not abundantly clear? Like, I'm so jealous. Are you kidding? This looks amazing. That's how I feel about having abs. Anyway, so she does a full flywheel class, which you guys know how like anxious, nauseous, sick you are when you're being surprised and like how you just need the, the thing to happen. Can you imagine doing like an intensive 60 minute cycling class in the, in the midst of like your surprise proposal? I it, that one never really made a ton of sense to me. Um, but you know, that's one of my points about like, you know, is this legit? I feel like I would rage against the flywheel class or I'd be like, let's just pretend we did it and, and not do it. So her friends are there. Then she starts to hashtag, where is Gabe? She's like, where is he? She can't find him. Um, then they go to Air Ancient Baths, which I know firsthand are a freaking fortune because I've never been able to go. So then she's at her apartment. She's in a towel and she's just showered and she's crying because her favorite makeup artist from Glam Squad has arrived. So now we're about two hours in, three hours in, and we have, you know, we have Goop, we have Flytographer, we have Air Ancient Bass, we have Flywheel, we have Glam Squad, we have the num- members of Glam Squad tagged. The brands, the brands are coming in hot. And, you know, at this point, you're kind of like, well, if, you know, you're really in the moment, are you remembering to tag brands? I, I had a fish taco, a great fish taco meal after I got engaged, and I did not think to tag the establishment. Was that wrong of me? I don't know. Could I have given them some great press? Probably not. Because literally, we didn't tell anybody for the longest time. I mean, we FaceTime family, but I waited a couple of days to even tell friends because I just wanted to like enjoy it and process it. And I think sometimes there's when you're so um, surrounded in hype, you don't even get a minute to digest it. So anywho, she gets a blowout, gets her makeup done. She is like, everybody's saying that my uh, friends are interns, but they're actually my friends. I think they're interns that are orchestrating this. So then she gets delivered a dress and it's tagged and she gets delivered a suitcase by her to me fam. Oh my God. Kill me fam. Guys, we don't, we don't need brand fams. I don't like that. Um, and she tags more people and it keeps going. She's like, Oh my God, we were going to get on the at Flyblade copter, but like the weather's been bad. They've had so many crashes. So I'm so relieved we're in this car. I'm like, are you Marissa? Cause you seem a little bit annoyed you're in an Uber and at Uber. But anyway, I think blade might've been in on the deal. So anywho, they are drinking champagne in the Uber. And when we, I was going over this a while ago, I was kind of like, oh, can you have open containers in an Uber? And everybody was like, uh, duh, and or hello. Yes. And I, I just follow the rules too much. I'm a, I'm a moron. I was like, oh my God, but if you got pulled over, you'd be the ones in trouble. And it's like, just hide it or chug it. I'm like, really? I don't know. Is that how that works? <laughs> so then she proceeds to show, you know, everybody who's invested from Betches to the fat Jew, et cetera, says... Gabe Grossman just told me we're going to Gurney's. Um, uh, more people that care about it. She shows guest of a guest and Elite Daily and all these reactions. I mean, all the flytographer photos. So, like, it's a little bit weird that while this is happening, she's very in on it. Then she's reposting all these influencers talking about what's going on. So, at this point, this is the first day. And at this point, we're, like, we're in. You know, we're, 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 I think everyone's okay. I actually was not watching live at this point, but this is what I gathered from following the Facebook thread. And it does seem cute. And it does seem charming. Not necessarily that we're all into her. I'm sure she's a very lovely person, but it, it, it would be nearly impossible to come across well in this situation because the only way you could come across well is if we never saw your face and you actually enjoyed your proposal. You know what I mean? So then she proceeds to go to Gurney's, I think. And in the only... Uh, departure from the eventual pitch deck we find is that instead of uh, going to some place in the Hamptons and going to Scarpetta Beach, I don't even know what that means. Who cares? I get a full tour of a, of a suite at Gurney's in Montauk. Never knew I needed it. It was like of her empty room. And I think later she shows us that she unpacked. Her friends are out with her to dinner and she's doing what's called the three jewels challenge which eventually end up being like three keys that Jade Trow made that, you know, with the tagging and now brand recognition, I know I have, I don't know about you guys for Jade Trow. Pretty sure that, you know, they're in on it too, which we do end up finding out. 
later to what extent she then thinks her Pat Bo fam for, you know, more clothes and finds out she's leaving the next day. And she's like, Oh my God, guys, I just unpacked. And I think that was supposed to be something. Cause on the itinerary, like the, the deck, it said she was supposed to do a packing video. Um, and then the next day she throws a, an actual fit about the potential of having to go to her hometown of Hewlett and, um, Text Ryan Friedman motor cars like what starts tagging her friends in real estate. I mean, it's getting out of hand and she's like, where's Alicia? And we're all like, we don't care. What are you talking about? Um, so then she's on a journey to find the, a new jewel. She finds out where Junie Bean, her dog is being taken care of and where he, she's being groomed justice for Junie. Everybody in this, everybody in like the tri-state area got so much coverage in this video, but not, not didn't really see enough of Junie. So then um, she has the meltdown about Hewlett, which is weird because that's where they met. That's their hometown. She's really actually kind of being a brat about it. And she's like, thank God my friends dealt with the negativity. And it's like, why are you being, you're, you're in your like proposal scavenger hunt. Shouldn't she like go with the flow? And also what people notice is funny is that she was taking filtered videos, downloading them and then posting them. Because if you use a filter on Instagram, it'll show as like using like Sparkle Princess filter. And I don't know if she didn't want that or if it were me. Honestly, I don't fault that because I would probably want to look at the video before I posted it to make sure I didn't say anything weird. So then she's kind of like, where's Alicia? Will my friends and family be there? Or my brothers be in Miami? Is this my bachelorette party? She's like, Gabe Grossman, am I flying at Delta? The Delta tag. I was like, oh God, this is bad. This is getting bad. I think around this time when we're, you know, faux on our way to Hewlett, but actually going to Miami, we realize that this pitch is circulating. And I think the Atlantic article drops. And then other things start to kind of, you know, seem undone. Um, she swat, like is maybe in like a Delta Sky Club and we finally find her friend Alicia, who just happens to be looking for a job, who used to do social media at Audi and Michael Kors, has great eyebrows. But again, not really clear on Alicia's role. I'm guessing, I don't know, she's like a social media queen. Part of me is wondering if she's the one that like sent around the deck. But anyway... So then we like sit there and she opens like more and more jewelry. And then this time it's like actual diamonds, um, which is interesting because she basically, she basically gets duplicates of the jewels she already found of the Jade trowel jewelry. But turns out the other ones were decoys because Alicia was stuck in Telluride for two days. I don't know. I know way too much about this. And, um, the way she says, like, so the initial ones were decoys and we had to swap them out. And the way she said it, I think really set a lot of people's like, it, it was kind of like, huh, the way she said that made it seem like pre-planned, like, oh, we had these decoys because I couldn't get the other ones. But, you know, who's really to say? So then we go to Miami and he, I start to get bored. She lands in Miami. Alicia's like, hey, guys, there's a deck circulating online. Just so you know, it's only a logistical plan, which, you know, I would believe if um, if not for this deck saying, verbatim we're pleased to offer your brand the opportunity to to align with this momentous occasion and beautiful city she will be visiting along the way and you know then it basically outlines the entire itinerary that we've seen start to finish and explains how it comes to life includes when there'll be ig long form stories i mean it's a proposal for this proposal and alicia says it's just a logistical plan she's taking her phone so she can't see it because people on Instagram are freaking out and that Alicia made it along with like, you know, a bunch of other girls and Gabe. So I guess she did confirm that she made it. So this brings up so many questions, right? About using somebody's professional contacts, about um, trying to broker brand partnerships without the person who own, has ownership of the account's consent. Brands are very specific contractually about how their, you know, brand and product and message is presented. And it's very risky, very unusual, and would be majorly rolling the dice for a brand to agree to do a partnership when the person doing the partnership is unaware of it. But, you know, it's different. Just because it's different doesn't mean it's wrong. But anyway, I'm not going to, like, spend too much time on the rest of this because I want to get into, like, the meat of it and what's happened since. So basically they go to Miami and uh, she, you know, brings up the prime restaurants. Are we going to Prime Italian or Prime One One Two? I think that I forget which one they go to. 
Then like all of Gabe's family's there. They have like plastic cups. There's, you know, a decoy video that he's going to be at the restaurant. She opens it and he's not there. Where is Gab? Um, and anyway, so she's staying at the one hotel South beach. They were tagged up a storm. Glam squad is back tagged up a storm. I mean, what a dream to not do your own hair and makeup. And then the next day they like spend it shopping and like a, a, a woman at Neiman Marcus gives very off putting marital, marital advice about like getting a big ring. She tags her like very teenily in the corner. And I'm like, I can't at that point. Don't even tag. I hate when people do that. Um, I hate when people like save the photo with you tagged and then post it. I'm like, you can't click on it. Numb nuts. And I, I need the, I need the, the, I need the traffic, please. Anyway. So she uh, goes shopping at Neiman Marcus at the Webster at Barney's at all these places. She's having trouble finding what to wear, but Oh my God. Is there a Zara sale today? Where's Gab? <laughs> what is that voice? Is that Jimmy Fallon's? Uh, I actually hate that skit. What's it called? Like, yeah. Um, and the Zara sale to me was a smoking gun. And people, I said that on Instagram, people were like, what are you talking about? And I was like, you know, she's, she's at all these high-end retailers. She's wearing thousands of dollars in jewelry. She's wearing thousands of dollars of jewelry that turned out to be decoy that she swapped out for better jewelry. She's, you know, taking SUVs and is flying first class and is staying at these five-star resorts and is getting her hair and makeup done and is eating at fine restaurants. Like this girl like has money and she's fine. And, you know, Call me crazy, but I don't think she's jonesing for, you know, $90 fast fashion virtual tissue paper T-shirts from Zara. I mean, I just don't see her shopping there. I love Zara. I do think it's gotten a little overpriced in recent years. But the fact that the sale was that day and they showed her like there, like grabbing all these items and kept tagging them. I just I don't know. The Zara sale to me seemed contrived. But that something they ultimately said, like that was not one of the things they said ultimately partnered with them so it becomes this thing of like okay are you tagging delta and all the fly blade and all these people to garner attention to get sent free stuff to or are they part of it but if they're part of it it, it begs the question of ftc guidelines if something is paid you have to hashtag ad if it's gifted you just don't necessarily somebody on my instagram who works in brand partnerships explain this to me in detail that i am forgetting but like I don't know. Like I got sent wine the other day and I've got sent a bunch of board games and some other stuff. And I haven't been hashtagging ad cause I'm not like, yeah, you're getting free product, but there's no financial gain. And that would kind of be like, I don't know. I understand why you don't hashtag ad for free stuff, but it's interesting on the other side, looking at something like this and being like, okay, well, this is so unclear. Like what are you naturally endorsing? And what is just because it's free? It's very, it's a very confusing. Um, uh, it's a very confusing gray area. So yada, 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 things start to crumble. She does her second, um, her second, uh, toddler fall where her, her legs just like, it's like you karate chopped them, give out. And she's sitting on the floor of her hotel lobby, you know, as a 33 year old, 34 year old woman does, um, surrounded by shopping bags, pouting about how she wants to see Gabe and how she doesn't know where she's going next. And you can tell she's starting to lose in her energy and get tired. But they have to go to a beach club. Her and this girl, one other girl have what might is maybe like a sad bachelorette party because it's only two people. But also like maybe it's fine. She's wearing a floppy hat. You guys know I love a fashion hat. And by love, I mean I have a really tough relationship with them because I have, I have a very difficult time seeing their necessity because typically they're worn like at night or like when it's not very sunny. And also I just like wouldn't feel like myself with like a large brim. I think it'd be hard to like greet people. Um... And anyway, she goes to the beach and has champagne. Then she posts like a weird video of her crying because her mom called her. And then like she could hear the European beeping on the phone. It was like a very weird video of her crying again. Uh, but still, I have not seen a tear. I have not seen any water. They call it crying waterworks. This is more like facial works. It's it's very, it's 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 a manipulation of the features that I truly, it's truly unparalleled. And to her credit, she probably doesn't have a lot of work because she can really move her face. And anyway, we then like the footage kind of drops off. People are losing interest. People are definitely thinking it's fake. You can tell it's affecting her. She's posting less. And long story short, she boards a flight to Paris and we like, she goes radio silent for like a long time. We don't see her. Then all we get is she, we don't see the plane and we see her like going into like uh, security just to fly by herself overseas. And if she doesn't know what's going on, this was very poorly planned. 
I, that is, I feel like it's pretty lame to send her by herself and she still hasn't seen any of her family members. So then we, when she gets to Paris, she's like really tired and she's on the way to the hotel and she like films herself opening up the door and she's visibly disappointed. She's like, this is cute. It's a, like a, it's a, it's a, I don't know, a room, not a suite. It's like, it's a, like a nicer room than I'll ever be able to afford in my life. But I don't think Paris is really like caring about the spawn con. Um, there was a note to like, uh, Marissa and Riley, which I know we have like real love. Maybe he goes by really, but I'm pretty sure that the French people like just really didn't know what was going on. And maybe they saw passport to Paris in which one of Mary Kate and Ashley's characters was probably named Riley. Cause they always had characters that were like, I'm Madison, I'm Skylar, I'm Riley. I, they just had like the hip names of the odds. And, um, anyway, <laughs> So she's visibly disappointed. Nobody's in the room. You can tell she's just like crushed. It's very dark. And uh, there's kind of this man in there like that's there to do her makeup that doesn't look super friendly. But she's like, hey, guys, I want to disconnect and just be present. Just like think about me and Gabe. And like, no, she's in tears because A, this didn't land on social media. B, she's not with her loved ones. C, in the event, she really doesn't know what's going on. I'm sure she's like very frustrated and just wants this to be over. So... Then she's like, I'm going to like sign off to be present. And then like 30 minutes later, she's like, never mind. I have a 45 minute drive to the Chateau. So, you know, I'm going to show you my Spotify playlist about Gabe. We're like, okay, cool. But also the pitch deck, which Alicia told us isn't, doesn't end how it actually ends. The pitch deck said it was going to end at the Louvre with a flash mob in, you know, my, my conjecture is that 2006 did call Gabe Grossman and say, you know what? I think our time has passed for a flash mom. And especially, you know, given that we're in Paris at like an international, well-respected institution like the Louvre, let's maybe not flash mob today. Like let's maybe save that for Times Square. Let's like maybe do something a little bit more sophisticated. My thoughts and prayers to the French dancers who were not properly compensated for this day. Cause I would imagine for a flash mob, there would have to be a, you know, casual 25, 30 people. Right. I mean, a flash mob, in a non-critical mass is just a group of unhinged drunk people. You know what I mean? Wouldn't really pack the same punch as a large synchronized group. And what I'm wondering is, was the flash mob supposed to be her family, but then they course corrected or it was just too hard logistically to coordinate. So she's on her way to what we find out is a chateau. She gets out. So basically she gets to the chateau and I'm in the shower. I'm reporting on this like, I can't stop. I'm just so interested in like the, uh, at this point I've counted 35 brands she's tagged over the course of two days. I am noticing a visible decline in energy. I'm noticing a visible I- increase of general, like not, I don't want to say entitlement. I don't want to say brattiness, but I'm also not saying those two things. And I'm just kind of like, gosh, this is really not going well. And I start to feel like, okay, maybe her friend, Gabe wanted to do this because, you know, it would be fun on social media, but her friends were like, you could be getting free stuff. Like, let us help you. And they built the deck and Gabe kind of went along with it, but didn't really get it because again, he had 800 followers on Instagram. Like, I don't think he's really involved in digital social. And also again, very weird for him to be using her personal professional or her professional contacts for this personal reason. Like not great. I don't think. And, um, anyways, so I'm in the shower and we were, we've been waiting forever and it's not on schedule at all. Cause we already know it's like after 4 PM in France and Gabe live streams, the proposal, which, you know, relative to the jewels and the, the surprises and the friends popping out everywhere and in the Montauk luxury suite in Miami and like the friends and family dinner. It's like they were doing all these like cool, fun, different things. And like, we're literally in like a grassy knoll that, you know, could, it could be France. It could be a highway median and you can't really see much. And she's kind of out of the frame and she walks out of the car and then does her third toddler collapse and starts to like crazy, like kind of heave cry Beyonce girls who run the world shoulders. She's so shocked, like shocked and surprised and upset, but also like literally could not have, could not have had more of a heads up. I mean, truly, like she was, she's very aware she's in front. She's known for 72 hours. She's getting engaged. And, um, you know, that's a lot of pressure to put on a show, to be fair. I was legitimately shocked when I got engaged. 
but when I'm shocked, I have no emotion. I, I like my, I malfunction. She was over-functioning and like it, the, 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 yeah, it was fascinating to watch her. And maybe she just was really excited and really in love, in which case it's really sweet. I've just truly never seen anything like it. So they get engaged. I see this after that because I don't get to watch it live because Gabe ends the live stream and doesn't save the video, which is the grave air Taylor Swift made. Guys, if you're going to do a live, you have to remember to save the video. And I think the problem is lives are so awkward. When you sign off, you're like very aware of the awkwardness of what you say and do. And I think that people are just like in a rush to get their face off the screen and, and don't save it. But then I'm kind of like, okay, guys, if, if you're orchestrating this like around the world in 72 hours proposal palooza with every like all these digital brands and tagging every brand and you're like so aware of the ins and outs of social media and like the whole point is Instagram. You're telling me you don't know to save the video of an Instagram live? I was so frustrated. I was like, do not drag me along this far and then leave me out of the main event. Um, it's like we truly, I mean, I don't mean to sound crass. It was a, it was like a proposal blue balling for all of us out there who just were like waiting for this thing to finally happen. And then when it did, we didn't see it. So we were mad. So we had to watch it after the fact. And then when we watched it, we're like, oh, okay. I mean, it was cute. It's like, I love love. I want to support them. I just, it was confusing. It just seemed like a backup thing, like a last minute, a last minute change of plans because, um, you know, the flash mob company, you know, had another, a, a prior engagement. I would imagine they're just absolutely swamped right now. So yeah, we see it. And then it turns out it's going to be a wedding. We see a few weird videos like her. It's like she, she was so emotive and cried and, and laughed and did her emoji faces for like everything. Then she puts on a wedding dress and she comes out. She's like, Hey babe, it's a crop top. You love crop tops. It's okay. It's the only thing I could find. I'm totally like misquoting her. And he's like, actually, it's not like I'm, I'm actually play it. Cause it was such a weird interaction compared to the intensely emotional, everything else that happened. It was weird. And also that dress is from Beholden. So it's not something, she, the only thing she could find. It was brought from America, to be very clear. <laughs> Hold on one second. Gabe, yeah. I know you love crop tops, so this was the best dress that I found. I love and it. it's a crop top. I love it. It's amazing. That's actually crop top. Unbelievably exactly what I want you to So it's called the Monaco dress, and it's from Beholden. And it's very cute. She looks amazing. She's, she's gorgeous. She has... She's so like in shape. She looks great in a crop top. It's working. She wa there's maybe like, I don't know, 10 people there. And she like walks straight up to the altar. There's no like processional, nothing formal. She must really not want like anything resembling a standard wedding. And it's obviously beautiful. And it's obviously a chateau. I guess like it's, an, it's interesting. It, it's, it, I don't want to sound pretentious because I have no grounds to be, but it, it's kind of like, okay, you're proposed to an aggressive, you know, outside of a car. And then you get married like on a veranda at a chateau. It kind of looks like any veranda you can find at a fine arts museum in any major metropolitan area in IMHO, you know, <laughs> I just like, it's, it's so beautiful, but like, did you need to be in Paris? Did you have to go to Chateau Beaufort or whatever you call it? Um, I don't know, but she seems to be happy. Uh, if I had to guess, it's that he, you know, I, I don't think she was totally happy with him and how this played out and being alone for so long. And I'm pretty sure this wasn't this, you know, I'm sure she maintained a happy face because their wedding was like immediate. But again, reminder, this is a symbolic ceremony. This is not legal. This is not civil. No one's a French citizen. I got married in Italy and we had to get married before we, nobody would marry us unless we were already married at city hall. So we did that before, and um, most people do that. I guess some do it after. Maybe in France, you don't have to be married first, but it was a symbolic, like, religious ceremony, which is what we did, too. We got married in a Catholic church, but technically it wasn't binding. There is a rabbi there, and it's not clear if it's their rabbi or somebody else's. I wouldn't be surprised if he flew out the rabbi. I think he flew out everybody that was there. But also, like, justice for the rabbi. Why wasn't he tagged? Why was the social media manager of Neiman Marcus tagged that told her the key to staying married is to not get divorced? Thanks, Captain Obvious. I mean, the least she could do is throw the rabbi credit where credit's due. That was a long journey. Or if he's from France, too. I mean, either way, it seems like there could be an Uber for religious officiants, like rabbi on demand service, in which case... I wonder if they would have sponsored her, like Rabbi Bai or Fly Rabbi, Fly by Rabbi, Fly Rabbi, 
Yeah, anyway. <laughs> that, that's kind of a good idea, though, for impromptu weddings of wealthy people, no? I, I don't know how common this type of scenario is. All I know is that the Catholic Church made me fill out six months paperwork, and I have like a full-on binder at a 14th century church in Italy because they were so skeptical of me joining their tribe. And you know what, guys? I'm a nice girl. I, I, I've been to Mass my whole life. Just because I wasn't baptized Catholic doesn't mean that I'm not worthy. It was a very strange experience, wing to wing. Maybe I've been too open about my intentions at church camp being solely to water ski. And what's also funny is that I posted like a program from my church camp the other day on Instagram when I was going through old boxes. And two people said that they weren't allowed to go there because they had told people Catholics were going to hell. I was like, yowzas. I was never told that. That is insane. And also would make a lot of sense why I was not accepted very easily or quickly by the Roman Catholic Church. But this is not about me. <laughs> also, the logistics of, I mean, whatever. I, I could go on and on about out-of-town weddings. I'm like, this just is not, is last, it, it's just so not last minute and it's so planned. It's, it's, it's hard to even, you know, understand how it's being passed off that way. But you know how when you want something, sometimes your best bet is to like hint drop or tell a friend to nudge somebody for you? It's kind of like how, you know, your friend's boyfriends will ask you for like input on the ring they want. And your friend, you know, you, they want them to think that they haven't even thought about it when, you know, you have a shared Pinterest board and the specifications are down to the thinness of the band, which is important because Meghan Markle did switch out her band, which I can't say I would be like, hi, um, Princess Diana's jewels aren't really doing it for me. I need a thinner band. Can we please reset this? Thank you. I mean, no, <laughs> I, I mean, I respect her for having taste, but I've just never really seen that before. It's kind of like you take what you give and maybe they're heavy and need a certain bandwidth, literal bandwidth. Oh, that's interesting. Is that what that means? <laughs> anyway, so I think that it might've been a case where she was like, oh my gosh, this would be so funny for brand partnerships. This is an idea. Maybe they thought about sponsoring somebody on behalf of Goop to do that. I'm sure this format of a proposal was very much discussed, but she did not know when it was happening and how it was happening, you know? So they got interviewed like afterward by the New York Times. And I'm going to read you some highlights because I feel like this hasn't been as circulated and it's kind of the most interesting part. So Gabe estimates that this whole song and dance cost, it, cost him about $50,000. When I first saw that, I thought, oh my God, on a proposal? Like and none of that was the ring because her ring is her grandmother's. He budgeted for 40000 but he paid fifty. Then I realized, oh, okay, he probably flew out everybody and he probably is including that the fact, it, when you think about, you know, for the, the finer thing, two finer things people that live like a pretty luxurious, goopy lifestyle, considering their engagement and elopement as a wedding, you know, $50,000 isn't, obviously isn't crazy for New York. But in the context of just a proposal, I was like, yowzas. She also, um, what made me laugh is she was like, guys, I wasn't expecting this. Kind of at the beginning, she was like, I wasn't expecting this. I just thought, you know, we'd elope. We'd do something low key. It would just be us two, you know, uh, uh, get married in the Maldives. And I was like, God bless you for associating the words low key with Maldives. It made me laugh so hard. I'm like, it just, it's so funny what it, people just are on totally different levels. But you know what? I can't hate on that because I sure as hell would love just a cash elopement to the, at the Maldives. No, I wouldn't. I, I, I'm a person who hated wedding planning, but very much enjoyed being at my wedding. And I'm so grateful for it. I, I would, if you're, if you, if, should you decide that you're not going to have a wedding, I support you. It's a lot of hoopla. It's a lot of planning. It's a lot of stress. Um, but make sure it's your, make sure it's because you actually do not want a wedding. Don't elope just because you do not want to plan one. Does that make sense? All everything you do leading up is worth it to have everybody love in one room. And it really is so different when it's about you and you so do not care what other people think. It's your day. And um, I don't say it's your day in that bridezilla way. I say it's your day and don't be a bridezilla that's trying to be over accommodating to everybody's, you know, needs, wants and perceptions of what a wedding should be because it's your day. So just like calm down and like do what you want to do and don't worry about the details. Um, but I totally support people wanting to elope, but I just, I guess my point is I'm glad I didn't. And I, I could have easily been tempted at the time because I just felt like very overwhelmed by the whole concept of planning. Um, but anyway, so 
she said that the first day is again back to the New York Times article. She said that about fifty thousand people watched her story during the first twenty four hours. Truly, um, is such a missed opportunity for her not to go private. Like she, she, she would have she would have gotten hundreds of thousands of followers more. She got like sixty, I think, total. 59,000 from this whole song and dance, which is, I mean, outstanding for two days time. It's no Tati doubling her 5 billion subscriber rate, but I don't know. Maybe James Charles can send, you know, Marissa Casey Fuchs some melatonin gummies so we can see what will go down. But um, she was talking about how, you know, she went silent for two hours and people were wanting more content. It was like a real life reality show. Oh, okay. And then, so about... On the second day, she removes that she works at Goop from her Instagram profile, prompting people to think she got fired. I never thought she got fired. I just didn't think they wanted their brand associated with like, especially when it was starting to look cheesy and kind of like gross, like a commoditization of love. And um, the quote in the New York Times was, the quote from somebody high up at Goop said, her name's Nora, while we're happy for Marissa, the proposal is only associated with her personal brand and entirely separate from Goop, said the SVP of communications at Goop in an email. Marissa never received formal approval from Goop for this. We have opened an internal review into this to see what happened, but we do know that she did not go through the proper channels for any such request. I don't know what an internal review is. I mean, is this bad or good press? Jury's still out. But I mean, that's kind of interesting. That that's, that's what they said. It does not look great. The article also um, uh, says that Gabe reached out to brands she had previously worked with uh, professionally and, you know, contacted them via his work email. Again, I think that's very weird to use her contact work contacts without her per- permission to ask for free stuff. No, not everybody is into that. Um, and that, you know, the, it's just like a bunch of other stuff. Their perceptions, they're pretty neutral, but they're also like calling her out for using the filters and all of that stuff. But anyway, um, what I thought was interesting, too, is that he said the main freebies the proposal squad scored was Flywheel Glam Squad, $100 off from one hotel, South Beach, which is not a lot. I assume that was like, I assume they were in like a nice suite that was at least, I don't know, what, like $800 a night. Um, a hefty discount from jeweler Jade Trow, who made a monogram key and necklace chain. So... Gabe to the New York Times said, Jade has a very close relationship with Marissa. I paid $4,000 for the pieces, but they would have retailed about ten or 12000 I also told her if she ends up doing her engagement ring or whatever wedding bands we end up getting, she'll probably want to work with her anyway. I don't really know what that means. Yeah, he details how most of it was out of pocket. He spent about fifty grand. He flew the family Comfort Plus. Is, is that like Economy Plus of Delta or something? Um, which isn't, that's not first class. That just means you have like six inches of leg room. And, you know, if you're lucky, a blanket and a gross disposable pillow. I'm not totally sure. I do like how Economy Plus does give you free booze. The key is if you're, if you're on a plane and you want free wine, typically the flight attendants will not charge you. The key is to have your card out because the card out shows your intention. When I was coming home from LA, I got sloppy and I didn't have my card out. And I said, I would like, uh, you know, a glass of your finest red. And by finest, I mean, you know, whatever uh, garbage barefoot mini airplane bottle you have that's literally going to set my esophagus on fire. Tugboat, truly? What, like, what is going on? Do you have something to say? He wanted a piece of pepperoni. It was urgent. What are you going to do? <laughs> um... So basically, my con- the only conclusions I have as of today is that they swear she had no idea that the deck was made by friends and worked with Gabe. He used all of her professional contacts and that the only freebies they had were Flywheel Glam Squad, One Hotel South Beach, and Jade Trow, which is four out of like 37 brands that were tagged. Or it's, it's less than that. I, did, I like said some were a joke like, Sponsored by bananas. Because she's like, I'm eating a banana. (laughs) Those are the parts of it like I loved. Um, But I definitely think Gurney's uh, and like Scarpetta Beach and some of those other places were in on it. It wouldn't make sense otherwise unless they were just tagging them to like hopefully get free champagne. I'd be lying if I said I don't do that like the second I get anywhere. I'm like, oh my God, girls night out at this place that I love so much that I went for the first time. But like, 
I don't know. Like, what's the point of all this? If I can't get a free glass of wine now and again, money doesn't grow on trees. Never works. It's maybe worked twice. And when it does, I feel awesome. <laughs> what the, one of the two times it happened, I was with one of my friends from home and um, she was like, oh my God, is this what your life is like? People just bring you champagne. I was like, yeah, you know, it's like hard. Like I can't even leave my house anymore. <laughs> so far from the truth. Uh, the margs are getting to my head. Clearly only four things were allegedly sponsored. I have trouble believing it. They swear up and down. Marissa wasn't involved. She was on E! News. It was very uncomfortable. I recommend watching the video and all in all, I'm very tired of this story, but I still wanted to recap it for you just in case anybody, you know, it's kind of like an I-C-Y-M-I in case you missed it or like a be there in five deep dive, which I do love rhyming words. I just wanted to like get you up to speed. And I guess I don't have anything conclusive to say other than I think she had to know something. I don't think she knew everything. Um, I think that it went downhill very fast when she didn't get what she wanted. It wasn't going where she wanted and wasn't with the people she wanted to be with and or was alone. I think not having anybody there at the Paris hotel room that final day before the proposal was a huge mistake. I think the very rushed wedding and the minimal decorations and the crop top and all of the like, it just seemed like for something so heavily orchestrated, why did the end go so poorly? Why was it mismatched from the deck? Why didn't they have the flash mob? I mean, you know, while we're at it, forget the flash mob, like put on a dress that could debatably be gold and white or blue and black and like put on the tape and let's argue if it's Laurel or Yanny and do the Harlem shake. I mean, you know, I love a fleeting trend that lasts like a day. And if we were flash mobbing and I wouldn't be surprised to see Alex from Target, maybe some damn Daniel. I really get frustrated with this meme culture. It's like everybody thinks something's so funny for a day. And like, I never really think it's that funny. And then I like really start to get it 48 hours after, but it's already gone. I wonder what Alex from Target's up to. Like, do you think that upped his stock or like was, you know, he peaked? I think it's really tough to say in those situations. But so, you know, guys, long story short, what a ride, what a trip, what a joy, what a time to be alive, what to commoditize love, to, you know, exploit romance for clout and coin to, you know, have us not be sure if, you know, shockingly an influencer might be faking authenticity. It's, it's really tough to tell these days. And while I don't think she's going to get an Oscar anytime soon, I do think some of those moments were not contrived. I do think a lot of times she was surprised. I do think she has very spastic physical reactions and she would be great in an improv class for that reason. I don't know what to think other than it was Alicia with a lead pipe in the ballroom. And she is to blame. And I think Gabe went along with it and doesn't know enough about social media. And he was like, this is what the kids use the socials for, right? And, you know, maybe didn't realize how, what it was going to turn into because he pre-planned it and pre-taped all that stuff. And while those videos weren't like the best, um, I don't think he was actually in real time, like coordinating all this. I think whatever friends was. So, you know, here's the thing is even if it was fake, even if it was sponsored, like, do I care? I don't know. It was entertaining and it was unprecedented. And it was like an interesting usage of their social platforms. And I can't say I'm complaining, but I also, you know, it's just the, 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 the concept of her not knowing is tricky. And, you know, if they were her contacts, the concept of somebody pitching a very intense schedule for her feed without her knowing is, is the stretch of all stretches. It's very, it would be very unusual for anybody to agree to that. Um, the, what annoyed me was them lying about it being a logistical plan when it's very much a proposal proposal and a pitch deck because the entire thing, it went exactly with how it was planned and they went to the places they said they were going to with the exception of one. They changed it toward the end. Part of me wonders if that's because of how it was, how people were receiving it. I'm dying to know how she felt on that second day, third day when people were just like going to town. I'm sure it was tough. And like, it's one of those things where, you know, I, if you wanted it to be special, you shouldn't have brought in the opinions of strangers. Those are, that's the last opinion I'd be getting if I wanted something to be special. They'll ruin things very quickly. Um, but, you know, it's like monetizing their engagement if she didn't know and it was good intentions from him the way they said it in the Times is so charming and I so support it and I feel so badly for snarking on it. However, to, to lie and to say you were authentic and you were living this in real time. And this is just this like impossible love story. And to, to shamelessly, you know, monetize your engagement is in poor, it's, it's in poor taste otherwise. Right. Like it's, it's just, it's kind of the, the forever catch 22, the, 
the contradiction of influencer culture where we want to follow people who are just like us and who aren't famous, but they actually are really famous and pretending like they aren't famous and they don't have a lot of money when they just don't live like us at all. And they're kind of a vehicle for us to be like, oh my God, that could be me. But also a lot of times it's very contrived so they can relate to more of us and get more followers and get more of the stuff that they're not really admitting they have. And it's just a fascinating case study for where do we draw the line? What is precious? What belongs in the archives of your brain, of your memories? And what belongs in the archives of your story highlights on your Instagram feed? And I can't believe I just said that sentence because it sounds absolutely insane. But, you know, there is a silver lining. They did not do any of this on TikTok. So that's good. Jade Trow got some good press. Leon Bridges got some good press. I'm aware of gurneys now. If I ever go to Montauk, but, you know, God knows I wouldn't go if I wasn't on a flyblade. Doctor. Um, <laughs> and now I know about, I mean, literally all these brands are burned in my brain. Maybe it's because I was deliberately counting them, but if she didn't get credit or anything free, to be fair, she did raise some awareness and I, it was pretty smart. I am so torn on what I think guys, but the bottom line is they are a real couple and I'm happy for, for them that they're married. I'm happy. She's happy. I'm happy. She's has a husband. Like it sounds like she always wanted. Um, and I'm happy that she hopefully it looked like had fun for the beginning part of this. And I'm happy for me that I forever can use the video of her running clumpily like Bambi Buffet to the flywheel, <laughs> because that just is something I've never seen anything like paired with the, you know, ag aggressive emoji frowny face in the toddler tantrums. It was all, it, it, I lived, I laughed, I loved, and I'm so grateful for it. And I hope you enjoyed this recap. And again, I'm not a monster mean person, but you have to admit this was a spectacle and for them to think it would be anything otherwise is simply naive and impossible. But again, if you want something to be special and untarnished, you don't invite the internet. I mean, <laughs> rule number one, right? I also should say a special thanks to the be there in five Facebook group, be there in five, totally casual, breezy Facebook group who gave me all the information I needed. There's like a 400 comment thread in the podcast Facebook group, but I also read a ton on Reddit. Uh, Taylor Lauren's Atlantic article was the first, I think, to kind of break down like this might not be real. And which is ballsy because when somebody said, I think it was the cut that Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra's Spawn Con wedding did not seem legit. She got absolutely torched and it got taken down and it was this whole thing. And I, and I think people made it into People thought she was being uh, insensitive toward Indian weddings. I think her point was more so that why do why is this entire wedding like sponsored by Amazon and like those scooter bikes and some random vodka brand? And it just seemed needless for two megastars. But that kind of got lost in her inability to realize that Indian weddings typically are multi-day events. So the length of it wasn't necessarily extra. But the hoopla sponsorship and media accessibility to a wedding that theoretically for two megastars would be super, super private was suspicious. And I agree with that, but she didn't approach it the right way. Anyway, what I'm saying is I was too nervous at first to be like, this is a sham because people are quick to be like, women should support other women. And I'm like, what? No, this has nothing to do with the furthering of equality for the sexes and has everything to do with the promotion and concealing of, of rampant consumerism and the, you know, symptoms of a plague of the social media realm right now, which is curated authenticity. And I don't need to support other women who don't behave in ways that I think are promoting and furthering us as a gender. Not that this is doing anything in opposition or regression, but I just don't really know if Marissa Casey Fuchs is, you know, a feminist icon. Though I would be interested to hear how Gloria Steinem feels about Hewlett. That might help to, you know, kind of adjust for the level of brattiness if it truly is, you know, I'm thinking it's kind of like a scrapyard, like in It Takes Two where the Butkuses collected kids and made them, you know, really put the, all their adopted kids to work. And like, there's a lot of steam coming off stuff. I mean, truly, that's how she made Hewlett seem. And I, I have no idea what it is. Uh, so if you're from there, please know I'm kidding. But I think it's safe to say that she will not have a day named after her or a small side street like Elliot Yamin has in Richmond, Virginia, because I'm sure that's not something they regret that kind of came and went quickly. <laughs> so in conclusion, how many fukes do I give? 
Well, Erica Jane might say zero, 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 none. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say several, several, several more because I'm here and I'm ready and I need more. And I don't know if you're on your honeymoon. I don't know what happened after this. You should probably get a book deal or at least like a killer YouTube interview that they might not air, you know, as a special on GMA, but they maybe would push to like the side internet content, kind of like Ellen tube. You know, I think this is totally worth that. I, I hope they can milk their viral fame and at least give us some answers and at least come clean. My prediction is that this is the start of like some startup that's going to be elaborate travel scavenger hunt style itineraries for rich people, which is, you know, what the world needs. Be the change, you know? So I guess we'll see, guys. But until then, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a quick be there in five deep dive. And um, I hope I wasn't too mean. I feel bad. <laughs> I feel like one of those YouTubers that's like, Oh my God, I love Jacqueline. I think she's perfect and I'm obsessed with her and I want to be her best friend for the rest of time and I hope I won't get off her PR list, but she's literally a bitch horse slut that put hair on my lipstick and I'm like, whoa, which one is it? <laughs> I do not know her, Marissa personally or Gabe, but you know, I'm starting to feel like as, as things transpired, they aren't as guilty as I once thought they were. I just think that this didn't, you know, really turn out the way that they thought it would and, you know... For that, I can I can empathize. I have done many things on the internet that did not, did not land how I thought they would. So there's a human element after all. But anyway, guys, no sponsors, nothing fancy. Just rate, subscribe, review, tell a friend. If you want to listen to my uh, L.A. stories about the Vanderpump Rules cast and all sorts of juicy stuff that happened while we were there, listen to my Patreon, be there in well, patreon.com slash be there in five. I swear to God, my Hamilton thing's coming. My sister... I'm also posting a Patreon that my sister and I recorded and she has an announcement and all good things coming. I hope you'll stick with me. I am really trying to prioritize putting out more real time, more frequent content on this podcast. We're very close to having some strong numbers that I feel like ensure the trajectory of this podcast. So keep telling a friend, keep leaving a five-star review. I so, so appreciate any and all of your efforts. God bless you. Join the Facebook group. Be there in five's totally casual breezy Facebook group. So you'll hear about these things as they happen and not five days later on my podcast. You just have to answer a question about your like favorite bitter part of the podcast and try to be descriptive because I'm being more discerning about who I let in now. Um, so not that it's like exclusive. It's just I don't want trolls or like screenshotting convos. I want like actual people invested in the podcast that knows I will hunt them down should they screenshot and, you know, tell on somebody who's trying to provide the group with some valuable intel. But anyway, guys, I hope you have a great day. Uh, rest of your week. I will talk to you next week. Please listen to the podcast with Danny Pellegrino. It was so much fun. And until next time, Tugboat, you want to say bye? <laughs> until next time, as always, let me know your thoughts and I will let you know mine. I'll be there in five. I swear. Zero, zero, zero.